going to knock some sense into you. If we ever get some sense about what God's done for us, it might take the Holy Ghost and knock it into us. But we'll leave today with a little pep in step. <laughs> Anybody need to do anything? Woo! Yep. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 Pour it out, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Man, anybody else got anything on your heart? I want you to take your Bible tonight, if you will, stand with us as we reverence the reading of the Word of God. Turn to the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter number 4. The Gospel of John, chapter number 4. And show him grateful for the goodness of the Lord. And we're going to begin reading in verse 43 and read down through verse 54. John chapter number four. Now, we spend a lot of time in the first part of the chapter talking about that woman at the well, and it's all right to shout about that. Can I get a witness? Amen. Yes, Amen. But thank goodness for the word of truth that God showed us over here in John four. Pray for us tonight that we do our best just to mind him. There's so much in this chapter. I want to do my best just to mind him. Look with me, if you will, in verse 43. Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee for Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then when he, he didn't have, look at that. They're talking about God in the flesh. And the Bible says, testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him. Wouldn't receive him over in Capernaum. They received him in Galilee. The Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. For they also went unto the feast. Y'all remember what he did? So Jesus came again, again, into the Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him. 
Now notice verse 47. He heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee. And he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Verse 49, the nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. <clears throat> and they said unto him, Yesterday. Whoa, that's important. He ran, oh my, yesterday. At the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. You be seated. Father, we love you today. Ask, dear God, that you might anoint us and empower us uh, how to preach the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, let me not preach it in my flesh and in power or no fleshly ability do I have. Oh Lord, nothing do I bring simply to the cross do I cling. I beg you today, God, anoint us and empower us. I'm preaching with holy unction from on high. Oh God, if you don't do it, it won't be done. I pray God for every sinner that's lost, every saint, God, that's carrying burdens and needs to be blessed. Oh God, that you might feed the sheep. Help me now to feed them, Lord. Not with some generic sheep food, but with real food. Oh, God, sheep food. Oh, yes, not something that'll suit every animal. That's something designed from glory for this hour and this time of need. Lord, we ask God that you'd help us, Lord, to get out of the way and preach the unsearchable riches of Christ that we might bring glory and honor to your worthy name. I pray you'll get the glory. I pray you get the honor. And I pray God, sinners will be drawn and saints encouraged and you lift it up and we'll thank you for all that you are and all that you do. Lord, we lean on your power and trust in it in Jesus' name. Amen. If the Lord would help me for a little while tonight, I, I want to preach on this thought. When second isn't second best. Notice what the Bible said. Whoa, look at verse 54. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did. Now if you look up that word second best. You'll find it in the Webster Dictionary. It means next to best. I, well, I figured that out. But that means it's not as good as the best. But can I go on record? Hey, everything Jesus did, whether it was the first miracle or the second miracle, whether he saved you or saved your son, thank God second is not second best. In fact, we could look at it character-wise. 
before we get in our text. If you remind yourself, uh, hey man, was it not the second son? Uh, was it not Jacob <laughs> that God blessed? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, hey, y'all remember when Jacob uh, went to lay hands uh, on, on his Joseph boys? Y'all remember that? Uh, and he put that right hand uh, that was supposed to be on the firstborn uh, and he crossed it up on him uh, and let his hand fall on Ephraim. Uh, he is the secondborn of Joseph. Can I say, uh, God, hey, he don't care what order you're born in. Hey, he don't care how rotten you are. I'm glad, thank God. If you are second, second is not second best. Can I remind you of this? The second covenant in the Bible. Woo! Lord, I gotta get on. But y'all see what I'm saying? Uh, all through the Bible, we could go through a large list. Uh, second is not second best. I don't have to feel second best. I don't have to feel like the least or the lowly. I don't have to feel so, hey, God loves me like I was his only youngin'. God cares for me uh, like I was his only youngin'. It might sound selfish, but I'm glad I got it like that. And if you've been saved, uh, you feel that way too. Uh, I'm glad second is not second best. You could title this message this. The life of the steps of faith. You could title it like this. The nobleman serves notice to us. Notice what the Bible says. Five times in this text, God reminds us that the Lord is going to Galilee. The Holy Ghost don't have to tell us where he's doing the miracle. There's got to be a reason. It's, it, oh Lord, thank you Lord. It says it's the second miracle. He don't have to tell us that neither. Unless there's comparisons there. And, and there is. Won't be able to deal with them tonight. But there's a lot of good comparisons with the miracle first one at Cana Galilee and this one. Can I say tonight when it talks about where it was, it says Galilee. Notice with me in your text. Verse 43, Galilee. Verse 45, Galilee. Verse 46, Galilee. Verse 47, Galilee. Verse 54, Galilee. Now that might not mean much unless you take your good old-fashioned King James Bible, turn back to Isaiah chapter number 9 and look in verse 2. Look in verse 1, the Bible says, in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in great darkness had seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them hath the light shine. He's talking about Galilee in verse 1. You know what Galilee is, Brother Jeremy? It ain't the place where there's a whole bunch of Jews. Galilee is a settlement of Gentiles. We, oh, hey, Woo! He done went the first part of the chapter to a half-breed woman named uh, woo! Samaritan woman uh, and to show us if you might call her uh, mixed up you might call her half-breed if we all be honest we got mess in us amen but can I say today amen on the authority of God's word he saved her 
Can I say, according to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, I believe God's closing out the chapter to show us, amen, what Christ is not, not just going to do for the Jews at Jacob's well, not just for them that parceled Jew down at Jacob's well. Remember, that crowd of Jews came out of the city. So he done it for the Jew, and he done it for them that's part Jew. But God said, if you ain't got no Jew in you, amen, because a nobleman, notice, it's a nobleman. There ain't no nobleman of the Jews. This is a Gentile. Can I say today, God's showing us Gentile dogs that we was in the first part of the plan before the foundation of the world. We're not the afterthought. We're not second best. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But it's, then he turned to the Gentile. Second, it's not second best. Can I say the church is a part of the bride of Christ? Israel was supposed to be the ambassador nation. But what Israel didn't do, God raised up a church. So second, is it second best? Can I say amen? Notice this with me. We see God dealing with Gentile. Now, trying to get through my introduction here tonight. Notice in our text, the Bible's young people need to listen right here. Oh, yes. Notice in our text, the nobleman is going to Jesus for his son. See, the Lord's showing us on his second miracle that you don't have to be old, shacked up with the fifth man. Like in the first part, Y'all with me? Done been through four husbands, shacked up with the... God, hey, you can be a young man and face death. Go to the cemetery. Death don't have no respecter of age, friend. Matter of fact, go back with me. Won't have time to deal with it. It's kind of like him second best. But go back with me. Who was the first man? Hey, matter of fact, first grave that was ever dug was not for a daddy, but for a son. Can I get a witness? But what is it teaching us? Hey, the first man that died was a young man and not old. Am I right or wrong? Friend, what I'm saying is, what does this chapter teach us? Just circling overview that second isn't second best. But the nobleman is serving notice through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and reminding us that it doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to need Jesus. What you need to be concerned about tonight is are you ready? I like to put it like this. The notice, the nobleman is nailing on the door today is prepare to meet thy God. Because nobody knows the day nor the hour. Can I get an amen? Oh, I'm telling you, friend, the nobleman also shows us that it does not matter about your coin. It will not keep you from calamity. Can I put it like this? All the silver in the world won't keep you from earthly sorrow. 
this man's noble, of noble birth. He's higher on the social ladder. He's got prestige, power, position, and a purse. But that ain't going to keep him from sorrows. Can I tell y'all, the devil wants you to think God don't love you no more. He'll put you on the tombstone, kicking your legs, wondering if God still remembers who you are. But remember, it rains on the just and on the unjust. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Hey, this is the first world I'm in. But the second one is going to be better. Whoa! Can I say second and second best? There's a lot being taught in the onset of his public ministry. I love you Gentiles. I'm serving notice. Prepare to meet God. I'm trying to tell you, status, coin, silver, don't prevent sorrow from coming your way. We got two people connected through individuals to this church that if God don't do something, may die. Oh, yes, but you don't have to be old to die. What else does he serve notice on? The nobleman serves notice that sometimes, Brother Chris, domestic problems brings deliverance. (laughs) Y'all sit around, take your nap. I'm going to run. You say, preacher, what's important about that? You didn't know what I was going to preach, Keisha. Miss Connie, it ain't bad as it seems. God just sent the message. Amen, that's right. It ain't bad as it seems. There's a blessing in the bushes. He don't know it right now. All he sees, and rightly so, you'd be the same place. All he can see, son sick. Savior can heal. That's all he sees. He's looking But God's going to let this domestic problem turn into his deliverance. He'd have never met Jesus if it hadn't been for suffering and trouble and trial. And God's got to bankrupt us. But sometimes before we get the blessing, he's got to break us before he blesses us. Am I right? I don't know. I told him Monday night, Bible college. Man, you ain't fighting the devil. You might want to get saved. It's on. Every preacher, Love Valley Baptist Church, sent out a notice. Great church. He's coming here. Sent out notice. Canceled the camp meeting. Ain't having it yet. I don't know what he's facing, but I can promise you this. <laughs> if I got to steal, no, not really. Barry, all, all the things Michael has in his shop, we're going to have camp meeting. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, brother Michael. You know what I believe? I believe God wants us to. Now, listen, a lot of churches going through trouble. A lot of, don't feel like you're the Lone Ranger. A lot of families got some stuff going on. 
Am I right? God had to bankrupt Jacob. Had to get him to the end of self. I preached on it Sunday night with God's help. He had to realize he can't wrestle his way out of this. It comes a time when you quit trying to fight and go to clinging. And when you do that, you're going to get a blessing. Hey, can I say tonight, whoo, that God loves you as much as he loved Jacob and as much as he loved this nobleman. You're not second rate. You're not second best. Hey, God don't have no children but firstborn. I say amen. Reading over our next, he said, let Israel my firstborn. And we said, ain't God don't have stepchildren. Yes, sir. Don't have grandbabies. He's got sons and daughters. <laughs> Woo! Can I say tonight? There's a progression of faith in this chapter. The nobleman serves us notice. The Holy Ghost is trying to show us what happened in his life can be beneficial in our life. What's the first thing he had happen to him? Notice in verse 47. Most of the message can be found in verse 47. When he heard, can I say Romans 10, 13, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The first step in your faith, friend, was you heard. Faith to get saved does not come from your ability to believe. Quit trying to figure it out. Don't come from that. Faith to get saved (laughs) comes from what God produces in your heart through the preaching of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You couldn't hear except by the word of God because sinners are dead. But God takes the supernatural word to get down into a dead sin. I pictured everybody running. Are are y'all with me? By faith. In whom you also trusted. After that you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of your inheritance. Unto the redemption of the person's possession. Unto the praise of the God. You know what Jesus said? My sheep. Hear my voice. Am I right? Thank God. The Bible said we were dead. But God brought life to us. Through the preaching of the word of God. What's the background of faith? What's that first step? Is hearing. He said in verse 47, having heard. I'm glad I heard one day. You'll never experience the power of God except first. Can I say, I'll put it like this. You'll never experience after you get saved the power of the Savior until you first go through the valley of poverty of self. Until bankruptcy takes place. What did the Bible say? Blessed, as happy, joyous, that's the key. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You know what poor in spirit means? I ain't got a dime to my name. I ain't got 10 pennies to rub together to try to make a dime. I ain't got a wooden nickel to fake you out. I ain't got, and I'm still happy. 
That can't be so, preacher. Oh, yeah. That's why test, testimony coming from the Johnson house after everything in the house broke down. I hugged Dwayne's neck. I said, ain't nothing broke down today, has it? Well, that's a lot to be happy about, Brother Dwayne. You're going to have everything you. You'll be praying for us while we're over here saying, my God, whoa, God helped you so you could testify and help us. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Listen, the Bible said we've got to get to the end of ourselves. Jacob had to realize, I can't do nothing but hold on. I ain't going to fight God, but I ain't going to let go of God until I give me a blessing. Are y'all with me? Brother Chris, stick your head in that holler stump and call on God till God helps you. Or say this, God, I'm going to die here. I'm going to die or you're going to bless me because I ain't moving. Yes, sir. That'll make that stakes not seem important to you. Paul had to get bankrupt. Was it not Paul that said, I can do all things through Christ? But he didn't start out saying that. He started out saying, Oh, wretched man that I am, in me dwelleth no good thing. I'm bankrupt of anything good. My mind don't think right. My flesh don't act right. I don't even want what's right. And then I realize, well, in my soul, I do want what's right. But when I go to do what's right, I end up doing what's wrong. Now, y'all probably better a Christian than I am. And no, you're in the same hide that I'm in and that Paul was in. What's the hope for it, preacher? Soak, saturate, hey, your soul in the blessed word of God. Can I say today, a man of faith is a man of this book. If you're a man not of this book, number, number one, you got to get saved by a incorruptible seed by the word of God which liveth in the body forever he heard about Jesus can I say amen now it's not about ability personality it's not about all that I told him at the Bible college the other night you can come to Bible college and get your degree gain all the head knowledge you possibly can and boy we've been getting some goody get it all Memorize it, have photographic memory, be able to call it back. Oh, yeah, know every book in the Bible 66 books, 1189 chapters. Be able to quote them, rattle them off. But all that without the Holy Ghost Sunday night won't help you a bit. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I, I talked to a man today. He said, I was in the shower. I'm turning 50. I think he said, I'm afraid to say when. Next week, I believe. Soon, this man's going to be 50 before this month's out. I can say that safely. He said, in the shower today, I was having a pity party. I said, what about? He said, I thought, I have spent my whole life. <laughs> Boy, I see lights going on. Y'all don't even know what I'm saying because it's going to hit with every one of us men. He said, I spent my whole life trying to make a million dollars, just trying to get a little bit ahead. I spent my whole life, and I look back and realize what is important in life. I want to ask you tonight, what is your life? It, what, what will people say about you when they're gone? Well, he is a good worker. Man, he, I hope they'll say about me, man, I'll tell you what good thing he preached because he wasn't good at nothing else. <laughs> Whoa! And he wasn't too good at that, but I, I say hallelujah. 
Amen. I like building. I like doing a lot of things. But I'm going to tell you, but one, he didn't have much hobbies. Well, reading his Bible every time you got around. He was just a man of the book. If I could just strive to be in 2017 a man of the book, if we would try to be men and women, young people this book, we would be men and women and young people of faith. Am I right? He heard background of faith, basis of faith, man of faith. Then notice this. Not just he heard, look at the verse. He heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee. Back over with them Gentiles hanging out. Bible said he heard it and he went unto him. Faith hearing became faith running. <laughs> you don't believe that, do you? Let's look at the verse again. Man in a, a, a noble man, a rich man, a man of status, a certain man whose son was sick at Capernaum, didn't go over, went to Galilee, had a Gentile nobleman living over in Capernaum, and he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea and Galilee, and he went unto him. I guess you're going to try to convince me that he didn't run. Well, I can tell you this. I know you men in here, and I know this about your life. You love your children. If I know anything about you men, I know you love your children. Now, if, if Wren is laying sick, Tony is not going to stop and, and look at bows and guns trying to get him some help. You ain't going to do it, are you, brother? Ain't going to happen if Colin's sick. You ain't going to call somebody and go, no, sir, you're going to put that thing hammer down, ain't you? The blue lights is going to be behind you, in front of you, and all around you, and you could care less because you want to get some hope, help and hope for him. Are y'all with me? This man's faith caused him to run for some help. Now, it looks like in the verse he gets there like that. It's a four-hour journey from where he was to where Jesus was. I don't think he's taking a break. His tongue is hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> he is tore up because his son, his son, he doesn't say that he had his only son, but it doesn't matter if he had 10 of them. This is his boy. I know how y'all are. You're like me. If your children would just live and everything would be all right, I don't care how old they are. I'm telling you right now, I could go back there, talk to Miss Angela, know how you ladies are too. If we talk to Miss Angela, guarantee you, Justin was down in Texas. Hey, hey and Justin's up here. It didn't make no difference. She's still worried about it. My boy's 21 years old. I still try to make sure he made it to work. <laughs> you say, preacher, why? I don't know why, except I care about them. I just love them. I want to make sure where they're at. I reckon God's always got his eye on me. He's better than big brother say amen. He knows everything you're saying and doing. And if God keeps track of me because he loves me, I reckon I ought to keep track of my youngest. This man is desperate. Now look, the demands of the church. Now, we don't know the dialogue. There's a lot left out of the story. John testifies that he could not write Everything that Jesus did, he couldn't do it, y'all. The world couldn't hold it. That's what he said. It wasn't big enough to hold it. Wasn't enough. Hey, in my life, I don't know if I could get it done 
told about every detail that God's been good to me. Before I died, I'd, I'd run out of days. Can I, we don't know what happened. But I guarantee you, friend, there was something that caused him here. He probably heard about it long before. Maybe, Brother Jeremy, he went to three or four houses. It didn't matter how disappointed he was, he's going to find Jesus. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Hey, when you are praying, great God, great balls of fire. Amen. Hey, listen, when, well, listen, when, when you got to have some help, Miss Connie, for them children, you going to ring the prayer bells of heaven, hold on the horns of the otter, drive your head in that holler stump. You going to hold on for dear life. You going to pray. You going to run. And it ain't going to matter how many disappointments, how many discouragement, how many obstacles, how much opposition. It don't make no difference. I got to get some help. I got some youngins that's going to die. And some of us got youngins dying and going to go to hell. And we got to seek God. Hey, man. He went. He went. I preached a message one time on somebody go get God. Somebody needs to go get a hold of God for young people. No matter the distance, four hours, he sought Jesus. Can I say this? If he was seeking Jesus, and here's most of us right here. A lot of this Bible is easier preaching than living. Who said that? Somebody just told on herself. Who said that? <laughs> I preach it because it's right. We ought to trust God when your kid's sick. That's easy, that's easy preaching. You're getting that mess though. You're getting that situation. I've been there, friend. And I'm going to tell you, when God got me to that place, I didn't have nobody to turn to but God. Only one verse came to my mind. Trust in the Lord. That's all I know to do. Lord, I trust you. God allowed me to go through that because I had some preacher friends that was there. And they was going to go through some stuff in the future. And they need to see some little old me. I felt like I'm second rate and second best. Whoa! Hey, what I'm saying tonight is it don't matter the distance, the discouragement, the disappointments. It don't matter, Brother Jeremy. You need to see God and the demands of searching was so paramount in his life. Nothing was going to stop him. Folks are going to die and go to hell. They're living a miserable life trying to reach and get things and trying to reach and get thrills and they're going to die and go to hell in a miserable situation having lived their life for selfish means and we have the good news and we are to be demanding the opportunity to tell them the duration of the search. We know this. The Bible said he went to him. Notice this, Brother Jeremiah. When he heard it, when he went up to him, the Bible said he besought him. I like that word besought. It's different than salt. But salt paints the picture. Seeing your destination, I now drop to knees and beg. He, listen, tongue hanging out his mouth. Wore out. That boy beseeched God, begged God, pleaded with him. God incarnated in flesh. He besought him. 
I believe he had tears running down his cheek. Oh, yeah. I believe that. When, friend, if, if your prayer request has not moved you to tears, probably ain't nothing going to happen. But if your care and burden for sinners and people out of the will of God has not brought you to tears, you ain't burdened enough yet. Because he that sows in tears shall doubtless come again, bringing his sheaves with him. <laughs> Woo! Are y'all with me? God don't lie. Sometimes we need to sow the seed and water it with our tears. And if people say that we love them enough to cry over them and beseech God for them, and he besought God, he besought the Lord. He got on his knees, clasped his hand, tears running down his eyes. He toiled in praying, because notice what he said. He made this plea, he said, that he would come down and heal his son, verse 47, for he was at, the point of death. This has got desperate. No distance, no disappointments, no discouragements are going to keep me. Notice from going to the Lord. And when he gets to the Lord, the Lord looks at him in verse 48 and says, Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. You know what the Lord said? The Lord said, You're a little weak in faith, ain't you? I didn't see that at first, Brother Jeremy. I saw a man look like he heard, he went, he besought. Looks like a man. He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't do like when he was over there on 108 preaching at Byers Baptist Church, Brother Arley's church. And the boy was there, and him and his wife was there the first time, preached on, by the grace of God, Hebrews, 10, Hebrews 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually preached on that thought. Turned the invitation over to the man of God. I was young. Turned it over to him. Stayed up there. He said, preacher, you stay right here. I said, all right. He said, I ain't good preaching, but Lord help me, I'm good at invitation. I said, all right, preacher. He said, some of y'all here today and you need help, what are you waiting on? That woman ran down to the altar. She said, my aunt's having surgery on her hip. I need y'all to pray. He's pleading with the crowd. I go over to her. The Lord said, go speak to her. I said, ma'am, is that really what you came for? She said, no, I need saved. I said, hallelujah, she got saved. Her husband got saved, and they joined the church. <laughs> hallelujah. Can I say today on the authority of the word of God, he didn't beat around the bush. He didn't talk about grandma, aunt, cousins, problems. No, sir, that woman over yonder beseeching Jesus for her daughter. She went to saying, it ain't my daughter, it's me, oh Lord. Amen. When you get to honesty, this man, he got honest. He said, Lord, my son lies at the point of death. Will you come down to where I'm at and heal him? In fact, this is what he said. That he would come down and heal his son. The idea in that word heal me, Brother Jeremy, he was beseeching the Lord to come down where his son was and lay hands on him. Go to where he's at. I didn't say it at first, Brother Dwayne. That's the way we are. But it's the way people all through the Bible are. What'd that woman with the issue of blood say? If I touched a hem of his garment. Now she had faith, friend. I'm, I'm, she did. 
But she didn't have all the faith she needed. She thought she had to touch his clothes. Oh, we think we've got to feel the, you know, lightning flash. Got to feel something. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Got to feel something or God ain't going. God's bigger than your feelings. He's bigger than your emotions. I I ain't going to deal with it all tonight. I talked to Miss Rhonda the other day. Look at them trees, Brother Tony. I started calling the other day. Out there cutting them trees. Leaves is still hanging on the trees. Wind, hailstorm, snow, still hanging on. That's the way a lot of us is. Got a bunch of old habits hanging on us. Some old rags hanging on us. It's dead. Ain't no life in it. And the winds of affliction ain't going to knock it off. And the rain, tears of our repentance, even that, ain't going to knock it off. All that frostbite of the snow, hey man, hard situations and trials we're going through, ain't going to knock it off. So what hope we got, preacher? i tell you what hope we got. Thank God when springtime comes and the sap rises. <laughs> Good God. I'll tell you what I'll do. It'll push that thing plumb off a tree. Whoa! You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank God filled with the... Can anybody say amen? Just filled with the Holy Ghost and let the life that's in you, that Holy Ghost sap, come up in you and knock that stuff plumb out of you. You can't repent enough. You, are y'all with me today? You can't... Hey, it's life in you. Knocking that stuff out. Brother, he got desperate. Jairus came to Jesus. He said, Lord, I need you to come over in the house. Are y'all with me? They got faith. A little bit. Mary and Martha said, if you'd been here, Lord, Lazarus wouldn't have died. I'm not telling you that have a relationship with Jesus, that you don't have faith. Y'all got faith. I have faith. But here's where God dealt with me about. We need to be like that man in Matthew 8. Lord, you ain't even got to come to my town. You ain't even got to Good God. <laughs> Whoa. You, I ain't gotta feel, you ain't got to feel nothing. I ain't got to feel nothing. You ain't got to touch nothing. I ain't got to touch nothing. All I'm going to do is ask. You say it. It's done. Woo! Are y'all with me? You say, preacher, what happened? Well, he besought, but in verse 50, here's the end of the message. Here's the point of the message. The Bible said he believed. Church, y'all with me? Y'all need to hear this. Whoever's listening on tape, y'all need to hear this. Whoever's listening in this building, because I need to hear it. It ain't about you touching something. He ain't even got to show up in your zip code. <laughs> Ask it in God's name. Be done with it. He was saying, you got to see signs and wonders. Do I have to come down out of your house? And you know what he did? The Lord rebuked him. Would y'all agree that's a rebuke? Would that... That, would that hurt your feelings? It didn't hurt his. 
He didn't get mad. Oh, I ain't gonna ask him nothing. I came four hours down the road. He just said, Lord, would you come on down the house? Heal my boy. He didn't change it. You know what he's doing? I'm sticking my head in this holler long, and I ain't a letting go. <laughs> Woo! I'm a holding on. I'm going to die. Are you going here? Give me a blessing, Lord. I ain't letting go. Might not help y'all like it did me, but it sure helped me. Listen to me, y'all. The Bible said he went to him. Heard, he went, he besought. But here's what helped that man. He believed. Some of y'all came tonight because you've heard the truth. You've read some truth. You've went to church. None of you went four hours. But if you had to walk, it might have took you that long to get here. <laughs> Some of us said it took four hours in an oxygen tank. <laughs> Amen. But we'd have made it. We'd have made it, brother. We wouldn't have given up, no matter the distance. But if you come and you beseech and you come down this altar, and, and I mean, I mean, you really mean business, but you don't believe. You ain't no better than when you came in the building. Is everybody with me? Preaching's up this way. Y'all with me? We got to believe. We got to believe what he says in his book. How do I believe, preacher? Faith come up by hearing. You are neglecting your opportunity and bringing opposition to your own spiritual walk if you don't read a little bit in this Bible every day. Now lump it, bump it, jump it, it's the truth. Now I'm telling you, if you, you got to read this book. Well, I ain't no good reader. Get you one on tape. Faith coming by hearing. Amen. Get you some preaching. Quit listening to Johnny Cash. He'll put you in depression. He'll make you want to go to prison. Amen. Hey, jump off a cliff somewhere. Amen. Everybody's dying or killing or cheating. In the country. Are y'all with me? <laughs> he left believing. What does he teach? What's, what's he serving notice? What's she showing us? This is the second miracle. First was a Jewish wedding. This is the second miracle. Gentile country. That second isn't second best. Everybody else has moved on. They preach and they got churches. They got, yeah, some of them done fell out of the ministry. Quit worrying about them. Get some help from God. Can I get a witness today? Listen to this, brother Jeremy. What happened? He believed. You know what he did? He rested. You know what he did? He trusted. You know what he did, brother Chris? He stopped praying. He ain't praying no more. He's already believed. Wow! <laughs> Glory! It's a four-hour trip. 
Don't miss the word in verse 52. The word yesterday. Brother Tony, he's so confident, so trusting, so resting. He's going to stop over at Cabela's and get his boy a new fishing rod. <laughs> he ain't worried. Hey, he said it. Done. No need to hurry. There ain't going to be no berry. <laughs> and I ain't going to worry. <laughs> I'm going to trust God. Boy, that helped me. That helped me. I don't know. Preacher, what's the big deal? Well, turn over here to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Man, it's early. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Woo! 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Y'all go with me now. Mm, thank you, Lord. I didn't see this till just a little while ago. I was wrapping up coming in the house. God said, find your pen. I got a blue marker wrote in my Bible margin. <laughs> hey, I, I wrote it with a tar piece of paper, man. I'm telling you. Look what it said in Colossians, uh, 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1, verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, that not many wise men... After the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. As far as I know, y'all, there is some people of nobility that got saved. Some people of status. Some people of religious stature. But as far as I know, I'm still looking. This is the only one noble. Not many... Are y'all following what I'm saying? There was a blessing in the disguise of brokenness. There was something in the valley for me. In my affliction, I am not to sorrow like I'm the only one suffering. But I'm not to say, God, get me out of the storm until I've seen you in the storm. Because I can write it out, Lord, if I just fellowship with you in it. The psalmist said, it's good for me to be afflicted. I don't want to trade places with you on the mountaintop. I don't want up there and shout in country. It's good for me to be right here. It's good for me to be afflicted. I'm learning something over here. I'm going to school over here. He said, it's good for me to be afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. You know what he's saying? He's saying it's the best place I need to be. God's got your best interest in mind. He stopped praying and he started proving. Yesterday, the miracle took place. He's done got a new fishing rod at Cabela's. I ain't trying to add to the word. Y'all know what I'm saying. Let me help you. He went down to Galilee to the fish market and bought him a new fishing rod, okay? Amen. That help you? Amen. You know how some people... I'm glad we ain't got them people here in church. He probably went down there and got him a new suit. Something has brought him from Capernaum to meet a man in Galilee. A Gentile went to Galilee, met God, and brought him back to the house. He said when they came, Wow! They looked at him and said, man, you look like you're 
veins is popping out of your chest, what's happening? I'm rejoicing! What are you rejoicing about? Jesus told me my son liveth. Well, that's what we came to tell you. Your son liveth. He said, I know it. Tony, he said, I know it. Go ahead and tell me what hour it was. That's what I know. <laughs> I know it. You say, what do you mean? If he'd have went back and he's dead, it'd have been due order to find weeping. But he ain't dead. He's trusting God, and I'm telling you, it's due order to rejoice about it. He went to quit praying, went to proving, trusting, proving, to praising. He had to tell somebody. Because look at the text. Verse 53. So the father, so the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. There was a blessing in disguise as death. Brother Jeremy, this man said my boy life at the point of death. God used that death facing reality to drive a noble man to see Jesus so that he'd take Jesus back to his house. And the Bible says the whole house got saved of noble birth. These are Gentiles. They got pagan gods. They don't, they don't care. Now, are, are y'all with me? Listen, Brother Jeremy, this man's life will never be the same. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did. What do you need? Well, I need a blessing, preacher. You've heard it. You've went to church. You come down here to pray for it. But when you get up, get up believing. And go back to the house not whining, but shining. Go back to the house not weeping but shouting. Go back to the house thanking God, resting in it. Woo! Glory! I couldn't wait for Wednesday to come. I'm on it. The more you meditate on what God did, he thought on it. The more you meditate on it, the more it's going to bless you. God blessed us around here. What does your church need? Acts 12, 12. We need more spiritual Exercise. When God starts building the Wednesday night prayer meeting, I wrote this in my notes. Honestly, I'm not making this up. Well, it's a good, good number here tonight. Real good number. Bless my heart. I know it did yours when you up here leading them in song. You know what the Lord put on my heart? He said, when Wednesday night starts getting built up, you'll know revival's coming. That's what God put on my heart. Now, y'all say, I ain't the prophet nor the son of a prophet, but that's what God said. Why? Because people hungry. They longing for the ladder to do something in their life. Hey, they got a hole they need to dive in. Hey, hey. Some of us today going through some things. I said, preacher, you don't understand. Nobody here is immune. No matter your money. No matter, no, sir. Remember, Naaman the leper, he was a man of nobility. He was... Captain of the Syrian army, am I, am I right? And he had leprosy. 
but God took the leprosy to get him to the preacher. Some of us are in a bankrupt state so that you can get you a blessing. Bankruptcy sometimes disguises you a blessing. Hold on. Hold out. Call on God. Believe him. Walk out of this building thanking God for his blessings. Let's all stand. I don't know what your need is, mamas, daddies. Come on, Jacob. I don't know what your need is, young people. Boy, God's been good to us. We ain't living in Chicago. There's more murder in Chicago than there is in the country. We're living over here in the Bible Belt. And we're blessed just in the region we live in. Man, thank God to buckle the Bible Belt. Get to come to church. Don't go to a liberal church. Don't go to a contemporary church. Got a good presence of God. Folks getting saved. Broke out in Holy Ghost power Sunday night. Boy, God's been fluttering around here just kind of sweetly hovering over people's hearts, different parts of the message. And the Lord just feels like right now tonight during this time of invitation, you'd like to do like that crowd you spoke to. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood underneath her wings, and ye would not. You have a choice. You don't have to come to this altar. But if you got a burden, why don't you bring it to him? Come cast all your care on him. You got some things you'd like him to fix and work out in your life. You're wearing yourself out trying to fix it yourself. Why don't you just let that great hen of heaven, that great precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just gather you like a hen does gather her dibbies under her wings. He'll handle the fire you're going through or handle the hardships that you're facing. Oh yeah, he done took Calvary for you. And he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all. How in the world are you thinking in your mind? How can you even contemplate it? How shall he not through Christ also freely give us all things?